Hello and welcome to the DM's Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how we might include it in our roleplay campaigns. Uh, with me, joining me in the Forest of Chult, as it appears to be, <laughs> is Hamilton. Hamilton, how are you, my friend? I'm good, I'm good. Now I want to add loads of like, foresty noises now and sort of... Like the wild thornberry so. music. I'm just yes, gonna, exactly. I've realised now, if I just shout out lots of references, they do appear in the video. So <laughs> they do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, making lots, not making lots of work for our poor editor, but <laughs> I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. You have made a very powerless enemy. Good day and be well. So yes, um, I'm currently recording from uh, a meeting room in my office, because uh, why the hell not? Um, so, <laughs> and I was what meeting rooms are for, right? Creating right. your own podcast. Uh, yeah, on my so. lunch break, why not? But also, it's, it's really funny because I thought, I'll go and have a look around, see what there is. And what it turns out is that uh, our building has very kindly modernised everything to include glass everywhere. And I was just like, I don't want to be, first of all, I don't want to be sh- put on display whilst... <laughs> talking about DD, even though I would do that normally, but also the reverberation of the glass is just. Oh, yeah, I'm sh- mm. for, for, you know, maybe it doesn't matter for a video, but for podcast listeners, I feel you. So I've done this yes. pre advance, <laughs> even though it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very thoughtful of you. Thank you. 100%. Thank you. And how, how are you, Hamilton? What have you been up to? Oh, Castastradia oh. oh, last night was just, just dire. You, you saw it in my chat in the Discord, I and I was just, um, no, I'm not. I'm just like, I want to get out of this fucking house. It, it never lets you leave. Never lets you it leave. It doesn't. I was literally like, it's like, I, everyone was like going, like, I've, I've been literally the person, we've been in six, we had six sessions without a long rest, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm fine about it, but I've been, I was down three times in a space of about 10 rounds. So we had a bit of combat. I was down. I got raised, mm-hmm. and then we did a little bit of role play. Then there was a combat. Then I was down, and then we had to get through some fucking doors with spikes. Mm. That then I was like, I have a dex of zero. Mm. I finally got chainmail though. Oh, oh bloody hell! I'm sorry. I was a, I was a paladin yeah. with. I've got the worst rolls. Everything's like 10 or 11. There's no negatives, but they're all 10, 11. I've got one that's 13. So that's my strength. So my charisma, like, spell save is 11. And I had an AC of 10. And I had no hit points. And it was literally just like, can we just fucking leave this building now? No, let's go play with the orb. Let's go play with the orb. Let's see what happens there. That's a great idea. (laughs) Fucking idiots. I was just like, I say, I'm standing outside the room. And you could go in and play with your orbs, and then I had to come in and save everyone. But then I didn't because I nearly died. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, oh. curse Strahd. The, the hijinks galore. Oh, no, it is it's, fun. It's, I mean, I'm having a lot of fun, but it's but just you just like let us leave. The house goes no. I, I always think of it as the house from Poltergeist. So it's just like it will rattle and then yes. just disappear as you leave. Yeah, oh. I've listened to the walls, and then my DM says, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna message you something." I was like, "Oh no, you hear a heartbeat?" I was like. Oh, Big spoilers for Kerstrad, by the way. Always, always when we talk about this. (laughs) Right. Well, Hamilton, we have an exciting topic to talk about today. We've one we've hinted at for many weeks, but finally Mm. we are here. We're going to talk about villains. Yes. And how to maybe create your own villain or how to think Mm. about villains in another way. Because I don't know about you, Hamilton. As I've said off recording, there's a lot of villains that have come out recently, which is very fun, really enjoyable, yes. but they're all like world ending 
it's the end of the world. It's a demon. It's it's a demon. That's, that's all it is now. Yeah. It's like, is it a ghost? No, it's a demon. Oh, okay. And, one, or a vampire. Or a vampire. And it was interesting. So I did a, I did a quick thing. We um, obviously uh, Dragon's Duel or Roleplay Factory, as it is now known, has its own very right. own Discord, and you can come come join us there. Where we chat about meal deals. What we do in the shadows. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the Oops. sadness of meal deal pasta <laughs> salads. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, you We've got an architectural review yeah, channel you, you now. To review architecture. I review buildings for you, for you want. I'm brutal, but. It, it's what the people want. Um, it is. They ask for it. I give them what they during, want. During, in, one of, uh, well, in our channel, I talked about um, what do you consider as a, a villain and where do you get your inspirations from in the lead up to this episode. And compared to where all the books are sort of saying, oh, it's going to be a high-powered deity, you know, it's going to be, you know, uh, CR20, have all these powers, they're spellcasters, they also change into monsters and polymorph, etc. A lot of the suggestions we got, which were great, by the way, and thank you so much to everyone who uh, joined in on that, were a lot of real-life suggestions. Obviously, there's, uh, yes. there's people talking about, you know, Cowboy Bebop... Okay, three, two, one, it's jam. An anime stuff, which I think is absolutely yes. amazing. But people yeah. going politicians. Like, I know I put in Pretty Patel and, <laughs> and Boris Johnson. <laughs> uh, lots of Republican, uh, obviously, presidents or past presidents and, and politicians and stuff. And you're like, yes, because that's for us, is what we see in mm. real life as true villainy and stuff like yeah. i mean we make jokes all the time about current uk government uh being evil because that's what we see that's what's impacting on our lives so yeah. i thought we'd talk about villains that we can take from real life and from tv and stuff like that which are at the end of the day they're just men and women or you know they're just folks who could just be you and that's yeah. what i love about role playing is i love having villains that you could easily become one so mm. yeah so what, yeah. about, what about you, Hamilton? When you think of villains, who do you think of? What do you, what if you were going to put villains in your game? Where would you start? Where would I start? I mean, it depends on the game. I think a good like if you're going PG thirteen, I think Disney's a really great starting point, Absolutely. isn't it? Like there's so many. They've got some great ones. They've all got their own sort uh, you know some of them have got more in depth to them than others. You know, some are very flat, but yeah. they you know there's. You know, Cruella de Vil's quite a classic, classic, sort of like just flamboyant and just the the interactions. I'm particularly in the I'm talking in the cartoon movie, so that's 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 where I get that from uh, as more than the later ones. But you know, that sort of like doesn't really care for people, mm. really just self interested, um, and then it's got this quite devilish, you know, the name, but this sort of even devilish more, you know, desire mm. for for beauty and costumery and therefore is willing to, to to do some bad things to very lovely dogs in mm. order to achieve her her visual um requirements basically mm. so i kind of but there's something about that sort of just pure selfishness is what she is and and it's and the way they play them at, all the way through that the, her relationship to the mother of the because she's meant to be a friend of the mother of exactly. um and anita yeah anita that's it thank you and um and so, yeah, and the way she just disregards her whenever she's there and is all very, it's just very, it's just really well put together. So I think those sorts of ones come to mind. And I think that's a really interesting one, again, because I was just going to mm. point out that connection, you already have it with 
uh, like if you were taking your adventurers, if you sort of extrapolating it, obviously you're not, maybe not playing uh, dogs as adventurers. Although I'm sure we'll talk about Pugmire at some point. Um, yes. But the fact that you are your sort of the main characters of you know, Pongo and Purdy, uh, and then you've got the two humans who have this connection to the big mm. bad of that film, and they're yeah. sort of it's an everyday connection. And like you said, is that sort of disrespect to that sort of that connection which dogs don't really know about but it's already there right from the beginning and mm. I love that idea of like you have the big band from session one they are a friend and then they turn against you or they've just always been there and you it's that sort of slow realisation I think that just makes such a, a bigger impact on stuff like for me yeah Disney's a really good place to start because I think it's because it's first of all cartoonish in a sense yeah. but also there's that wanton me that is so clearly signposted it's very emotional so like to me I was mm. thinking about like Ursula who yeah. the sea witch in Little Mermaid? Mm. Like, there's oh, there's there is a lot of fan lore on us <laughs> as I discussed. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. But but like again, through all this sort of stuff, like what she wants is to get one over on King Trident, and she mm. does that by torturing uh, Ariel essentially, like taking her voice and all that sort of thing, and then taking away her dream of of marrying Prince Eric by pretend mm. impersonating her with her voice and it's all very devious and I like that because it's just yeah. very simplistic it's like she's clearly evil but it's one of those things where the the, the adventurer or the protagonist n doesn't know it because if, if we go back to our example uh, our episode sorry we did about the hags the reason they're so yeah. successful is that people still come back to do bargains with them even though they mm. know <laughs> the bargains yeah. is not not in their favor they're like, oh this time this time I'll mm. win out and it never will and so I quite like yeah. that as a as a concept that sort of like you already know them you maybe know that they are not a good person and yet you have mm. to live with them in some way or yeah. just have part of your everyday life or your sphere like, even if it's even if it's a small indirect link i always think that's a that's a really good i think one. the thing you would, and the thing to pick up on that is that some of the things that they do are very humanly evil mm. and you're saying like the emotional basis like impersonating you is a horrific thing that you can really understand as anyone can sort of get in, engaged with like someone pretending to be you is something that you could all have this idea of and 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 I think that's what's great about them and they give you those ideas which are not they're not too aggressive and in position but they're something that are very personal that you can attach to you know, if you if your players are comfortable with them, obviously, they always always clarify that point. But Absolutely. I think if you if you if they are, then that is they're very simple, not totally aggressive, but still quite emotional draws mm. for your for your players to, to to respond to. Yeah, and, ha and having villains who are going maybe one step up that have power resources already, so that you come to a city and say the sheriff of Nottingham mm. is a great example of this, where yeah. they have influence, they all have it and they bend the laws and manipulate it in a way that makes the mm. good people look bad, you know, even though mm. morally it's not. And I think that's, again, mm. it's very much like real life to a certain extent. Um, yeah. You know, you follow all the rules, but then the rules don't really help you. They help other people. Um, yeah, no, and, it's, and that, again, is very similar. It's so, like, uh, brings something really out inside you, doesn't it? That sort of, like, but I'm doing the right thing, and it's just, like, and it's just, yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, so like, bad. I, I can tell you, like, I recently uh, went to the council to do, mm. to do some admin work, and let me tell you, I paid them money, I've got no receipt, no nothing, and it took forever to get done. And it's just one of those things mm. where you're thinking, like, 
I've done everything you asked for, and yet you you still don't believe me. You still don't do stuff. And you know, the person. Yeah. It was interesting because that person I was talking to, um, obviously, is just a small cog in a big wheel. But because it, it's so yeah. unwieldy, the system, you can easily, yeah. as a as, as <clears throat> excuse me, you can easily, as somebody who is uh, a bit more um, with it, perhaps, or you just you can just use the laws or use the structures of powers that are there. Then it's evil. Yeah. A bit like um, the other example I can think of for that is. Uh, Oh, now I'm going to get his name wrong, and that shows me bad as a Lord of the Rings fan. Um, is it Grimworm or Grimtongue? The guy. Oh yeah, um, Wormtongue. I was close. Uh, Grim. Yeah. I mean, he's very yeah. grim. Wormtongue. Yeah. <laughs> and King. Oh God. Uh, the King of Rohan. Let's just say the King of Rohan. King of Rohan. <laughs> and that, and you can see because that evil influence, that corruption. Like he's yeah. this this person isn't a deity. He's just uh, mm. an evil, a psychic that's just whispering bad things and see it, and it just mm. completely transforms the King of Rohan. So, yeah. Hmm. So no, that's very true. You did. Re- I think the thing that you you made me think of there as well, and this is funny. Before we go on, is I actually played a villain on stream the other day, and I didn't what? even think to. Yes. What? How random is this? Very random. Yeah. So I was on, uh, and it made me just when I was talking about earlier. I was on a Wheel of Time show ah. that that um, Play Nerd Allies were doing. They wanted me to come on just as a ca- guest character for whenever this villain was going to be revealed. Um, and it was a very interesting experience, but um, the, the villain themselves was, they were, a, so it, it was a, called the Rise of Black Edge. It was all leading up to the new Wheel of Time show. So it was like a prequel to that. Anyway, so then they'd been working in this city, this city where things were going a bit funny and something was happening and there was a male sorcerer somewhere, which is in Wheel of Time, male sorcerers are, uh, go crazy and kill everyone, basically. And so they were there, and then there was this, they befriended a young orphan boy, well, adult, like a teenager who was helping out the orphanage, and there, there was things going wrong with the orphanage, but they befriended this one. Turns out, I'm this guy. I'm really actually a bad person in disguise. <laughs> and so, and like, it got, fa- I mean, I, I didn't, you know, it was quite, they gave me quite a dark backstory, you know, mm. it was pretty bad. You know, let's just say Anakin Skywalker sort of levels are bad. <laughs> yeah, and it was quite and like you know, so I've I've normally don't play very, you know, I play very happy go lucky games. You mm-hmm. know, so I'm not a really evil person like in my D D and Ding, but it was quite fun to have to just embody and act this very villainous character. Mm-hmm. I was the only British person on the show. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Classic Americans hiring Classic. a Brit for a baddie. They're like, we can't get Alan Rickman anymore. We'll get. You can't get Alan Rickman. You get Hamilton exactly. <laughs> so, but it was it was quite you know, and we were playing a narrative combat instead of actual full on D and D combat. So I had no no I had no sheet because he said you are OP. Basically, I'm like being given the gifts of the Dark One. I can do what I like. And also they just wanted to make this like it was an epic battle. There was loads of things. But anyway, I had to be narrative. And so I and he said to me, look, I want you to kill all my players. Wow. And so I and you've got to do it in the most evil, villainous way. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how do I get into this mindset? And then I just and then you start thinking like it and you were like, OK, so we've got I don't know how much you know Wheel of Time, but there's people called Ace Sedai who are the female sorcerers mm-hmm. and they have these things called warders. So they can bond with. Uh, others uh, that they can have who are non-magical to like gain give them strength gain strength back and it creates a really and it's a very particular bond it's like stronger than marriage a lot of them do marry in the story anyway so i thought well he had this way he said like i want you to like really hurt them so i thought well the, the worst the better than going after the magic user is to go after their warder yep 
and the people playing the the warder and the and the magic user are married in real life <gasps> and literally it was i felt i've never felt so but like they love afterwards i must admit they came back and said like it was fine you know like this is we were yeah. signed up for it we knew it was happening but i basically mind warped everyone told them that the, the warder is a trollock like it which is an evil like horned beast and so everyone turned on him and started attacking him and he's going down with arrows and it's like he's running away and then she's like actually like you know it was like really horrific and actually it was emotional for me for everyone involved it was like i've never been so emotionally involved in a character but the gameplay and the experience was just after that he survived fortunately but the ace i said like the female sorcerer said I'm gonna freaking kill you, like me, and literally burned up all her energy and yeah. like, and which was a beautiful moment yeah. in just in just destroying me, you know. Absolutely. And it was just, and they all, and the minute I turned up, I was like giving them like one-liners and quips, and they were just hating me. But that just turned them until they were like, "You're dead," and it yeah. made such a great experience. But I've never felt so awkward in my life. <laughs> but but it was, but it was part of it. And it, you, what I'm trying to say is that. I was reticent about doing it. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, it was quite difficult to do because it's not something I'm comf- I'm not usually no. doing in my games. Mm-hmm. But it was like the, the DM and everyone was aware was going to happen, mm-hmm. like bad things were going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then so obviously, you know, going through those steps, getting yourself in a comfortable position and then allowing yourself to be there mm-hmm. can create some incredible moments and literally I, the dm was amazing kyle dm car i literally he made this monologue at the end that was like shivers all over the Aww. place like it was incredible seriously really good watch it if you have time but anyway yeah. it was just uh just trying to make a point on how to to do villains and to uh, sort of engage with it really go for it that's awesome. it can be great i love that <laughs> Alright, do you want to do a, a five two five two one? Yes, let's do it, yeah, okay. okay. Five. Five. Oh, oh no. five. <laughs> four. Four. Th- th- oh, okay, shit, I wasn't ready. Uh, three. <laughs> two. One. Hooray. I think that just explains everything. That's I think happening. that's explained everything, right. Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. <laughs> We're back. Sorry We're about back. that. We've got I, video I, this time. We've got video this time, and I've also moved slightly more, but there's a there's forest shelter you need to see it. Um, yeah, and you would not have known that we moved. We could have got away with that, to be honest. But but I, yeah. I just said it loud, so it's fine. <laughs> so, going back to your point, though, about... Yes. I think that's a very interesting thing you said about how it how you, it is to play a villain, like on the sheets, perhaps, mm. and like, mm. oh, these, these, these things. But then you as a player, or you as a, a DM playing it, and I, it's interesting because when we, when I spoke mm. to improvisers, when we're doing scenes, when there's someone that is a villain in a scene, and mm. this could be anyone that's like, you know, proper super villain, like, you know, Lex Luthor type, type or mm. um, just somebody who's a bad person in the scene, who, not necessarily saying horrible things or doing horrible things, but just is like, you're like, oh, what, a, what an asshole. And lots yeah. of people, certainly in improv, are like, I hate doing that because I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to be, you know, I want people to see that I'm a nice person. Mm. And I want to drill down the fact that what was interesting what you said is that we had a lot of fun. The game was amazing. It was such an experience. I felt awkward, but actually everyone was in on it on the first level. So that's mm. always very important. I know we talked about yeah. trust and other players getting used to that. But also they know that's not you. That's just a player. And oh, 
there is something delicious mm-hmm. about playing a villain and getting what, something over on someone and the realization of the penny dropping. Mm. But that's not you, the person doing that. Like you're no. not you're not deliberately uh, taking puppies away from their owner uh, to make no. a coat out of them. You know, and I think yes. it's very. I think it's. I I love being a villain. I love mm. you know getting one up on people because I just for the story element and that collaborative thing is so different. And it's a bit like when you play uh, like games like. Uh, like werewolf or uh, resistance, and you're mm. you're just playing, you know, you know, and you're doing that whole sort of lying thing. But I know some people don't like those games, and that's completely fine. But there's something great about being a werewolf. Exactly, because <laughs> you're like, oh, oh, and then you yeah, the ner- the whole energy in that game is just incredible. That's so the that, thing. So that's the thing about using that energy, taking that nervous energy, and putting it into like, a confidence, cool thing, which is what we're sort of mm. going to go on to now, is mm. thinking about. How do you roleplay villains and how do you get across it? Because sometimes you'll have a really cool villain in mind, but you're like, oh, how can I do them justice? So I've got, I've got uh, some examples of villains, cool. Hamilton. And, I yeah. just, and you don't have to guess who they are per se, but just how would you roleplay them in? Or, or how would you mm-hmm. go about sort of indicating to your players uh, that they are um, the villain, you know, in a okay. piece per se? So these, I will say these are all humans. In a sense, they're all, and I've picked them just from a, a list on Wikipedia, as one does, called 100 Years Heroes and Villains. And I assume okay. somebody voted them, so that's good. So, the person I'm thinking of, so number one, this person, they are obviously a human. They um, are very intelligent, very well educated. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, get involved in a lot of mysteries, and so they, and then they have a very well establishment. I think the most sort of defining feature about them is that they have, uh, they're a bit of a foodie. They have a real taste for the fine mm. cuisine. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly who this is. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, but yeah, no, well, it, yeah. It's, you, when you say haughty, you kind of just go down that, you think it's going to be, you know, I mean, I might even go for that sort of posh Scottish voice, you know, that very, you know, go like that and yeah. be very, you know, oh, welcome to my humble abode and give it all a bit of, and you go a bit jazzy, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the yes, mannerisms. Sort of good. I don't know why, but you feel like when you're refined and you have time to talk, everything talks with you, doesn't mm. it? You know? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I know this is not their voice at all, but, but you know, and it would does be that very matter? much. It doesn't matter because no. for the audience, in case you didn't get that, mm. that was supposed to be Hannibal Lecter. Yes. from the silence of the lambs so exactly so the fact that you went in a completely different direction not many people yeah. would get that per se because you could be like oh you know mm. here's the pates I played out there yeah. the vine and just describing yeah. foods because again there hasn't you know there's not many mm. people villains I would say that have like a, a foodie mm. aspect but giving them like a human trait really sort of grounds yeah. makes it and it also it reminds me a bit of like your sort of phobia of the sort of foodie language that we had in another show I've forgotten where it was but we, uh, in the Feywild one with all the sort of smells and foods oh. is that you can be very visceral with very like mundane things you know just like you could just be very descriptive about he gets the yeah getting the, the pate but he thumbs his finger in it and just scoops it up and just goes like that and then passes it to you which is like a really like power you know which is something if people didn't do like people would not do that but if they did it in real life you just how would you react you know you can really put your characters on edge of just like absolutely yeah you can imagine or just comes over and takes food from your plate that's what i was thinking like you invite to a big dinner or a big ball and you just i don't know you're randomly assigned play settings you know it could like you there's always a ball at some point a big conference and your players are there and you just you're you sat with this person who's like Oh, let me try it. and just goes around and just licks like whatever it's like. 
you can mm. really sense the plumber's sources. And you're yeah. just like, who the fuck is this guy? Yes, exactly. <laughs> because yeah. they're just weird, not deliberately yeah. evil. Because obviously there's no mention mm. of cannibalism yet. No, but not yet. But just taking those hints. I, and I and just then, yeah, exactly. Oh. And that, it doesn't even have to be cat. It just could be just something other that he does with the food, she does with the food sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like, I'm really thinking I had a character once that I had in a one shot I did, my first sort of one shot I did, which was all, it was like uh, an evil person had a palace and he was doing a party and everyone went to it. And he did things with the drinks where he would like give people different drinks and it would ha- affect your brain in different ways. Mm-hmm. But all party fun, mm-hmm. it seemingly was. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? At first it was all like, oh, I drink this and you can only speak in rhyme. Some of the stuff I do in Dragon's Jewel is probably where it came from. But like, <laughs> and also you, one person turned into a bard. Nice. <laughs> because they drank it because but it was just because it was making all into a party and having mm. fun but then it turns out he's an alchemist and there's all dodgy stuff going ah. on but it was just you know i mean but it, it's like that hinting of yeah. oh this is all happy right mm. <laughs> yeah because because again it's onto the players work mm. out is there something not right or is it just you being over paranoid and i think that again that's a yeah. delicious part of it so here's, here's mm. another example i got and this yeah. is actually from the Wikipedia page itself, that they've just they've described this person as a cold, heartless tyrant. Um, that has sort of they put the stereotype of somebody who is like a battle axe. They are mm-hmm. sort of a popular method, uh, popular metaphor, sorry, for a corrupting influence of institutional power and authority in bureaucracies. So, with that in mind, those sort of ideas in mind, how would you sort of where would you place this person? Per se. What would you what, what would you do? See, that? what you're making me think of is uh, uh, a, like um, school dinner lady. <laughs> do you know mm-hmm. the, the classic idea, the stereotype of the big, big, bulking arms, brutish sort of figure? Um, you know, big hairnet tied really tight around the head. You know, mm-hmm. sort of just like here's your dinner sort of stuff you know given that yeah that's kind of and it's sort of that bureaucracy you know sort of less like stupid school bureaucracy yeah. of like you can only have one of these sort of things like, yeah please sir can I have some more sort of idea you know that's kind of where it's taking me to you know what that is so it's it's you're on the like right track I was taking this from Nurch Ra- uh, Ratchet from One Flew of the Cuckoo's oh. Nest who is a basically oh, yes. she's the head nurse who's mm. like controls everything and she's very more demure oh. perhaps but uses yeah. that thing so I love that idea that you've taken that but gone completely in the opposite way like it, it is more obvious the sort of brutish yeah. nature of it but that's the thing that, that just a description like that really yeah. makes it different doesn't it I didn't know that who that was either. I had no idea who you were talking of. But now you say it, then that's kind of similar to Mistrunchable. Yeah. Weirdly, you know, I thought you were using very, which is kind of interesting as well. And again, I don't know. It just that there is an there's an asexuality to the terminology, and I even thought it was quite a masculine person you were talking about. But my mind went to a feminine sort of character. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. I think maybe the psyche. Uh, I don't. Know. Well, no. But isn't that interesting as well? Because. Mm. Like again, it, I think a lot of the times, and we and it happens with me all the time, is that I refer to mm. monsters or big bads as he, uh, or you know, and, and I've been trying to get away. I mean, I know. Uh, well, shout out to Derek from How How Not to DM. Mm. Uh, he talked to somebody whose name I completely forgot, but has made uh, She Is the Ancient, which is about gender flipping mm. quite a number of mm. uh, the Curse of Strahd characters. I know we always mm. talk about the Curse of Strahd, but I think it's a yeah, good example. It's pretty good. Cause, I think it's funny because I think I think some. I mean, I've never really I've, villains. I've equally got female and male characters, and actually, I'm trying to. Yeah, there's got to be a couple of 
you know sort of gender neutral ones that are the sort of but they're mainly coming from a more spiritual level higher level deities you know sort of the sort of the sort of indian mythologies and the sort of egyptian mythologies that sort of bring those in a bit more but yeah i don't know i think cruella de vil is equally on par in my you know and it's all this sort of great as i say the yeah. disney ones that sort of speak to me there's the maleficent oh, oh, i mean yeah she's she's the ultimate I, I in the team if you're putting together the fantasy football team yeah. i put her as, as top you don't mess with Maleficent. Yeah. she turns into a fucking <laughs> dragon you know um <laughs> but, but again nice answer to that so we yeah. like i said we looked at sort of other villains who are monstrous and things. Obviously, we've mentioned Strahd, who is a vampire. Mm. But that idea of taking something, like, like a, a famous monster, like, like Strahd or anything like that, and go, okay, so what kind of villain is he? And like, oh, he's a vampire, mm. he sucks blood, blah, blah, blah. But actually, mm. yeah, okay, take the vampire aspect away. What do you have? And again, I'm not spoiling mm. it for anyone per se, but when you read his sort of um, his ideals, or anything, like he wants something, and he will do anything mm. he wants to you know, destroy it. He is very manipulative. Um, if you think back to the actual like uh, vampire stories, obviously they're very sexual. They you know have lots mm. of partners, all that sort of thing. So instantly you're mm. building up this image of somebody who's very affluent, mm. very very mm. in control, very smart, mm. that sort of thing, and also just happens to be a vampire. And I think yeah. that's that's the key thing. You, you know, it's like if you think if you find a monster that you want to be the villain, have a look mm. at some of the films, but then just go okay, just pretend they're not a monster mm. it's like you know pretend it's you they are the michael kane in the movie of christmas carol muppets you know <laughs> yeah like, like just try it out so like for example i've got so i've got a monster mm. here that i've picked that i would use as my villain um mm -hmm. and here's my sort of description i put down so uh, again they're sort of a go-getter in a sense they want to get ahead in life um they uh, don't have much with them but they can they are very influenced and they can take on anyone and they will do anything to get what they want uh, but they can be controlled if you know how to so when you think of that when that's a description i'm almost describing maybe a sidekick per se but i'm not but like what would you mm. how would you put that into a that little description of somebody who wants to get ahead is very uh, cold-hearted sort of mm. wants something but can be controlled to a certain extent by if you know the right way Oh, see, there's, oh, there's a few ways. They kind of, you know, it's just going back. To, I've got this idea of like a, a sort of worker, like maybe like I've got this. Now you've made me think of it because you're saying they can be controlled. I'm thinking of like an auto gnome. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they're sort of like, but like a, they're working hard. They've been just sort of mechanical, half mechanical being that sort of then could be controlled if you were able to hack into them or you know whatever magical way you could overpower the auto gnomes like the they have a creator you know so there's that sort of sense and that's kind of what make it but they're also just this devilishly trying to push themselves ahead maybe someone slips into the machine one day because they're doing too well on their scores or someone turns up who's got you know you know that's sort of like that's going very dark quite quickly but you know they're meant to be evil so that's what no i think uh, yeah somebody who's uh, has sort of psych psychopathic tendencies in a way i like yeah. that so th what i'm reading this from is um uh, it's, it's an entry called the Dullahan, which is essentially mm. a headless horseman. Uh, mm. So if you think of like Sleepy Hollow or anything like that, they are mm. controlled because somebody has their head in some yes. way. So, but again, you went somewhere different. Like, again, I like the idea that it is, it is like a servant style, like thing, mm. but they have their own powers and they could like almost unfeeling in a mm. way, you know, they, that they'll do stuff on command or they'll, they'll have that thing themselves, but they won't 
acting mercy and I said in their self-interest. It Which, kind of makes me think as well that you're talk, you know the psychics you talk about that are really more devilish sometimes than the the um the the, the villain themselves mm-hmm. the main villain. I'm trying to think of a good example, but you do have like um what's that guy? What's that thing in there? Oh, in what's Star that Wars. Guy? <laughs> Jabba the Hutt's um, little the sort of, thing. Oh, I can't remember his, I've forgotten his name. Salacious Crumb. Salacious there Crumb. You go. Yeah. Who's equally as sort of like vile, you know, in sort of the way he acts and stuff like that towards everyone as much, if not more, than Jabba because Jabba's just sort of chill. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's evil, but he's just sort of chilling there and just be, you know, you know, just kind of being a bit of a, a, a glout, a glutton. But there's. Um, but yeah, Salacious Crumb is just so snivelly and, you know, sort of like, yeah. yeah that's but that's, but again, that's interesting. Again, if you're thinking about villains, like who are the second in command? Do they have mm. their own agenda? And sort of mm. balancing it in some way. So I think that's such a good example having uh, Jabba the Hutt, who's so in control, so powerful, not worried about anything, mm. just can sit back all day and say, like, mm. entertain me. Because they can mm. just be like, oh, that doesn't entertain me. The pit. For, for that yes, person exactly. you know and that I think that's such, again that's such a different way of thinking of villains that aren't, that isn't necessarily uh, I'm going to make lots of I'm going to do all these plans of scheming there isn't because obviously he's just like a warlord or like you know a, a trader or, or what, I can't remember exactly the terminology but it's sort of like I own all this stuff what are you going to do mm. about it you know <laughs> like so I think I think that's an interesting way so there's some different ways of thinking about it but I always think that exercise of like taking a monster you want to be a villain or taking some like a famous person from a film and think of like three distinctive things that are human about them or I say human but like something that you mm. you can see that happen as a, a general trait I always think that's mm. quite good and at least one of them should be a want in some way they want mm. this and yeah. you and how do they get about it so yeah so let's go on to then creating our own so the dm's guide does have um it does some (laughs) share that screen now (gasps) (laughs) so in the dm's guide uh it's sort of what what i'm going to take this from hamilton is this is designing uh, npcs um uh designing npcs section uh, which talks mm. about like making NPCs in general. So it sort of goes through like quick NPCs, detailed NPCs, and then adding on to villainous uh, in a way. So I thought we'd just go through the whole lot essentially. And if you've got if you've got dice, there, unfortunately, I don't have any at work. Uh, oh, dice. So looking at detailed NPCs section, uh, it talks about mm. occupation and history, appearance, abilities, talent, mannerisms, uh, interaction with others, useful knowledge, ideal bond, and the full secret. So those are a good way of just building up someone who is just just like you or me. But then we can mm. add some bit of this stuff in the end. So the first thing, um, I want you, I, again, this, is, this doesn't involve dice, but the first thing, so occupation and history. So in what sentence can you think of someone, uh, either a celebrity, uh, somebody in life, you don't have to name them, I think that would be important. You can just think of somebody that you... Uh, probably not someone you know, <laughs> but maybe someone in the public eye, that you could describe who they are, and a little bit of a history behind them, like a sentence or two. Oh my gosh! You want me to do it? Why do you want to do it? Do you want to do this stuff? Okay, I'll do. I'll do. I'll, well, I'll do this one, but you have to roll the dice because I don't have any dice. With me. Uh, okay, yeah, that's what. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'll, do you want me to ask you the same question? Yes, please ask, ask me that same, same question. question. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Fine then. Okay. So, Fiona, Hello. <laughs> Hello. why don't you, why don't you think of someone in the public eye mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily know, who's yeah. not your boss, <laughs> who yeah. uh, has an occupation and that you can give a little history about that we could use as a 
sort of mm-hmm. character basis yeah. for this NPC villain. Okay, so I'm going to go for... I know we've talked about before about people using politicians and stuff, so I'm not going to use a politician with that. Yeah. I am going to use... Um, I'm going to say a journalist. Uh, they are not necessarily... They're attached to one publication, uh, mm-hmm. but it's independent to all the other publications that are usually in the UK. It's a, a satirical one, and they sort of make a lot of... They, when they write stuff, it's about everyone. No one is off limits. And they're very you know, they're very keen to give stuff uh, to sort of be like, see what these people are doing. It's not right. And it, they, it's a matter of their right wing, left wing, uh, neutral... Everyone's up for grabs. So I think about a sort of, I guess, I was going to put it into a sentence like a a, news, a newspaper editor uh, mm-hmm. who focuses their work uh, on on you know, anyone and exposing everyone else's secrets for okay. their publications. Yeah, I like that. So we're just making, yeah. So just clarify, it's not actually we're making the the real person a no, villain. We're just using just a real person's that. occupation exactly. as, a, as a way. I just wanted to just clarify yeah. that for the oh, people yeah. listening or anyone's lawyers. Yeah, no, no, exactly. We're just going to take that because that's the person on the top of my head. I'm just going to take that. Yeah. And put that. yeah. So we can come to their name right at the end. So that's mm. good. Yeah. And yeah, and okay. I, I'll say as well that uh, just looking because it says like um, have they served in the army, been imprisoned, or mm. adventured years ago. Uh, this person's mm-hmm. never adventured. They've, they've never all, they, all they've ever done is write about other people. Mm-hmm. Write about other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's a critic. Okay. Exactly. Um, appearance then. Appearance. Oh yes. So this one, is. Yeah. In one sense, describe the NPC's most distinctive physical features, or you can roll on the time table. Now. Uh, I would suggest you roll. So it's a d twenty. Okay. Uh, d twenty. Okay. Right. Here we go. Thirteen. Thirteen is bald. bald. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, we're not making this person from that. I don't know who this person is. You're I know, describing but either, it, they are they are so I like that as well. Mm-hmm. And looking at the other, so yes, yeah, so this person, their distinctive thing is that they don't have any hair at all. Mm-hmm. They are completely smooth. And should we go with like ridiculously shaven, or just got the little the fryer tuck, or have they got the yes. they got a long uh, Bill Ooh. Bailey oh. style? Oh, I don't I don't like rat tails. No, or a rat tail, even? Oh, no. So, yes, let's have a rat tail. <laughs> okay, a rat tail. So, All we've right, got so like a rat tail with. Piddly yeah, rat tail, tiny. With a little rat tail coming out of the back. Okay, yeah, cool. Right. Um, Should we roll another one? Should we get another I one? I think we'll get another one because there's, yeah, there's up to 20 ones. There's some great ones here. The ones I like are the ones that you know, are ex- exceptionally beautiful or exceptionally ugly. So, okay, let's go with that. Let's go for it. Oh, I rolled a 13 again, so they're very bold. Bold, they're very bold. They're everywhere. <laughs> Smooth. 10. A ten. Tattoos. Tattoos. Ooh, I like that. Okay. So maybe then they, well, because they are in publications, I would say that maybe mm. they are not not necessarily a walking advertisement for their thing, but they definitely have almost like a business card s type thing, maybe on their arm or something like that. So when they're like, what about every every like uh, headline they've made is tattooed on their chest? Ooh, or something I like, like that. that. Yeah. So you, all, all everything that's like been a big seller, like big news. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. that. Like. Just on their chest. Oh, I like that because yeah. then, then you have the you know those images in films where they, they do a spin. It's like a massive yeah. headline, even though yeah. there's no such thing as massive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. he's just covered in like massive headlines. Like, yeah, it has to be lots of little ones, hoping that he they do a lot more. I yeah. like that. No, great. I love that. Yes. So yeah. So just like on the chest, chest area, all these headlines. Yeah. 
And I will say, actually, because we, we've made an assumption as well, this, we don't know if this person is male or female. So I think no. somewhere on their chest, they'll have all their best yes. headlines. So that's me. That's true. There you go. Or it could be on the back. Or, or on, on the, the back. back. Or wherever. Or on the belly. Or any, anywhere. Somewhere on the body they has a list of... of headlines. There you go. So let's. So yeah, So we'll say this now. We don't know if this person is male or female. So there we go. No. Cool. Okay, cool. All right. Moving on then, so uh, abilities. So you don't need to yeah. roll abilities for this just yet. So again, this could be mm -hmm. something you do much later when you're creating the villain. Mm. But they should be noted if they're above or below average. Great strength or monumental stupidity, for example. So this mm. requires some D6s. So let's roll one high ability and one low ability just to get us going. Okay, one high ability. Six, charisma. Oh, excellent. So yes, these are persuasive, uh, forceful, or yeah. leaders. So yeah, you can imagine that if they're in like the office or something like that, this person's like, going ahead. Go get me this, go get me that. Yeah, no, yeah. just also that ability to sort of like sleuth out the truth and just yeah. be able to sidle up to people and just sort of just like charm them into giving up secrets for, for their, their tabloid. Yeah, get me pictures of, get me portraits of that Spider-Man. Oh no, but even just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Green Grumble. Exactly. Yeah. It's. Uh, but I mean, it's. I mean, also just like sort of, just ha hanging out in a bar and just sort of just like buying someone a drink and sort of keeping them getting fed with drinks and sort of just being really like charismatic with them and laughing and then going. So you're. Uh, you work for Infotech or this is uh, um, so Infotech is a made up tech company. Yeah. Tell me what you're. There? What are you doing over there? You seem like a very intelligent person. You must be high up on the. You what's your latest invention? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I yeah. love that. Okay, let's go for their low ability then. Low ability, cool. Two. Two is dexterity. dexterity. So they're clumsy, fumbling. I like that. Again, maybe. Well, again, because we kind of mentioned that these, this person hasn't been out of entry. All they've known mm. is like life behind the desk. So maybe they're very sedentary, perhaps, or maybe they're just sort of mm. like they they just keep very still. So when they don't do performances per se, they sort of stay away. That sort of thing. Yeah, maybe they just see it. Maybe it's less than I was doing the more hand gesture, but maybe it's more just sitting there quietly and sort of just mentioning a few things and then back again and yeah. then just like that. Like, like a coiled but, cobra, essentially. Yeah. But I kind of like the sort of like slapstick of it, the, the fact that they like seem really cool, then they get up from the table and knock it over. <laughs> <laughs> just, do you know what I mean? So they've had this really cool interact. Every time they're like doing a monologue to the to the, to the the PCs, they sort of just turn around and a cape gets caught, <laughs> gets caught in the table and then that falls along amazing. with them. Do you know what I mean? Sort of really I, stupid stuff like yeah, that. So yeah, so anytime they do a monologue, they have to be sat down hands on on knees not moving yeah. yeah and then the minute they get to it so they're like their second in command comes and gives a little drink and they kind of go oh, 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 <laughs> and it just falls everywhere and they blame the the, the minion and mm. kick them away yeah, yeah I like um, amazing Great. i love that okay. okay moving on to talent so yeah. in one sentence describe something that this person can do that is special if anything Roll on the talent stage, so another D20. There's some great ones here as well, like great at solving, great with kids. I like that one. Um, great at impressions. Hate skilled usually. dancer, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> Nineteen. Maybe. Well. Maybe then you're the skilled dancer of words, like being like a skilled wordsmith, and it can make it like mm. flow off the page and stuff, rather than. An actual okay, yeah, I like that. It's good, like, yeah, bringing that, bringing that into the thing. Mm. Or they were a skilled dancer. <sighs> Ooh, and they're, they're, uh, and something is like they've like lost the ability somehow. Maybe they've been cursed. They were a skilled dancer, and they've been cursed with poor, like, with <gasps> two left feet or something like that. And 
all they can do now is just write and accuse those yeah. of, those who who, yeah. ha- who can get up and, and do that. Could have been a contender. It yeah. could have been a dancer. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, like that sort of history of it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Love that. Okay, Love that. cool. All right, next is mannerisms. So, uh, in a sentence, describe one mannerism that will help players remember this uh, this person. So we'll roll on the manner- mannerisms and quirks table. That's another okay. twenty. And again, there's some 15. great ones here. Fifteen stares into the distance. Hmm. I guess that's quite tricky. I think because I mm. I would assume this person pays attention to everything that yeah. goes around them. Wrong. You don't have to stick with your roles, you do you? Like no, this, you don't. Well, I mean, is there any one of these that does? Uh, what would you go to? for? Um, I, I, oh man, I, it's, I love number twenty, which is twirls hair or tugs beard, even though they don't have any. So it's like that horrible little rat tail at the back, the twiddling. Um, I think. Oh, but you know what? Just because it reminds me of Princess Bride in a way. This uh, frequently uses the wrong word. So like that whole inconceivable, inconceivable. Uh, so, like, I don't oh. think you know what it means. Oh, you need to watch Princess Bride if you've not watched it. Oh, I've not watched it, it yet. <gasps> I know it's on my list. I know I'm, list. I feel like I'm failing D and D when I'm watching it. So uh, it's great. Um, it is great. I, I so I I think I would. Oh, but there's so many other good ones here. Maybe um, let's. I think go for number five which is enunciates overly clearly so I like I I love that just certain words that you could do is he (laughs) R-B-B-E-G because he (laughs) hello no but just because we go what was he had the other day when we were trying to say benevolent and it was just he'd go benevolent Benevolent. (laughs) yes yeah Yeah. maybe again the role playing aspect you write down certain words or catchphrases onto a list and you can always just look down and go ah yes Bob (laughs) get your black adder in there exactly yeah all right moving on to interaction with others uh in a sentence describe how this person would interact with others using the interactions traits table and npcs can change uh, sorry an npc's behavior can change depending on who they are interacting with uh so i think Mm. this is quite good again thinking of status as well Mm. is that the higher status you are you you know you might look down on people but you might not look down on people so i think it's very good to be like how does this person mm-hmm. see themselves in contrast to other people which is mm-hmm. cool. so this is a d12 five curious curious it makes sense in a sense like they're mm-hmm. looking for information they're going to wheedle their way to um try and f- and I, I, this could apply to every person they're talking to mm. uh trying to find out that what do you do yeah so, Where are you from? What do you what What do you know? <laughs> do you know sort of thing? Yeah, it might be just even like go up to people blazingly and go, "Tell me something interesting <laughs> yes. that you know." Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. What, what, a, what a great phrase that they just you know, they just appear at the wall next to you and you So tell me about you. What What is yeah. it that? What's, tell me one interesting. What makes thing. you interesting? What makes you interesting enough for my time? Or you could just get you could now just print out like a, a list of job yeah. questions, yeah. you know, interview questions. Yeah. Like, so why do you want to work for my company? That's a, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Tell me a bit about yourself. Where do you want to be in five years? <laughs> um, I had that in an interview recently. Literally had really? the where do you see yourself in five years? I was like, okay, this is a bit too cliche, right? <laughs> Come on. It's awful. I hate that. Uh, next is uh, useful knowledge. Uh, so in a sentence, mm-hmm. describe a bit of knowledge that that the NPC possesses that might be useful to the player characters. 
uh, it might not be as banal as the best in and town or an important clue to solve a murder. Now, obviously, this depends on mm-hmm. what you do, but I think this this villain that we're creating, they're a great source of information. Mm-hmm. So they could find out pretty much anything. So whether or not you pose them as the big bad or as like almost like a Rita Skeeter from Harry Potter that mm-hmm. sort of like has all the gossip and stuff. And, you know, is that, again, that's mm-hmm. sort of, we're talking about the hags from before, whether they have, yeah. oh, Oh, we'll get something out of this, but you know, at what cost? I think that's yeah. that's an, not an it's easy also, one. Um, what's the character in uh, Sherlock who's got the mind palace? Sherlock. Apple, Sherlock. Himself. Sherlock. Oh yeah, I know. But the t- yeah, well, Sherlock is borderline villainous. But you know, yes. no, it was in the he goes up against him, and it's in that Christmas special, and he has the really oh. modernist house, and they think he's got a vault full of all this information, but it turns out it's all in his head. Oh yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched that episode, but yes. But it's that yeah. reminds me of that sort of thing. Yeah, has these like just knows and has the information to get behind oh. everyone, just so, to manipulate everyone. So yeah. can just go up to someone and say like. I know about what you did last summer, basically. Oh, I love that. <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. All right. Um, and then you've got ideals. So in a sentence, describe one ideal that an NPC holds dear, which governs their greater actions. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it can connect to an alignment shown in the table, but also these are only suggestions. An evil character could have a, a, a good ideal. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So roll with these six on the first one. And we'll, uh, um, hang on. So okay, so they've got tables that are uh, six in a sense. Uh, so obviously from evil, neutral, good, and then chaotic, lawful, and neutral there, and, and then other ideals as well. So is there a table that you want to want to go for? Let's say. Hmm. What if we roll two d six? Okay, and then pick yeah. one and pick one of yeah. those ones. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, so, yeah. So four, which is chaotic, mm-hmm. and then two, creativity. Creativity as their ideal. So I guess if we're going from the they ge- see what they're doing as art. Yes, I think so. Like it's that sort of like freedom of expression. Right, I am free mm. to criticize what I think, you know, and I, it is a for, as an art form in itself to be the perfect crit- critique or critic mm. or something, even if it's the somebody's critic character. Of humanity. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. I am the cri- yeah. I am the critic. Uh, I am the critic of humanity. Nice. Do you not know who I am? <laughs> toss, toss. Exactly. With the hair. Yeah. Oh, no hair. Yeah. I keep forgetting this person doesn't have any hair. No, it's got the rat. T- they got the real tail. Oh. Okay. Uh, penultimate one is bonds so in a sentence summarize pe- people places or things that are important to this person uh, this bond uh, table can offer some small suggestions so this is a d10 so you mm-hmm. just go and roll that for me mm-hmm mm-hmm need to find my d10 I know we're using yeah. all the dice for this one it's nice uh, I should have a 10 and a 100 that is a 10 there we are mm-hmm. 7 7 is protective of a sentimental keepsake. <laughs> a fountain pen of some sort, or a quill. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe given by um, a partner from previous times, yeah. or mm. just maybe the first thing they bought with their, with their gold mm. pieces. Mm. Yeah. Or a pair uh, of ballet shoes. Ballet shoes? <laughs> I think pen would be better. 
<laughs> just because they used to be dancers. No, I like it. I like it. That's I, why. There's a reason for it. I think, I think what I see with the pen, for example, if we were going to make no. this, this person into a spellcaster, that could be their focus in some way. Mm. I'm quite... But again, and maybe that is making a bit. Is it Rita Skeeter who's got the yes, pen that's true. that writes itself, isn't it? So yeah. Well, Wonder. again, again, I, I like the idea that this, oh. this again adds something to it. So it could be any of those. Yes. Yeah. I like the fact that it's more of a spell cast, like it's a spell casting focus, or mm. or maybe it's like, uh, or maybe they're really a lich and it's where their phylactery is stored <laughs> in a pen. There you go. <laughs> I, how cool is that? Like again, we've not even thought about age or anything like that. That this person, no. we just said this person just writes a lot of, of yeah. stuff. They've always been around. Maybe they're the ancient one. They, they are, are the ancient. They are one. the ancient one, and I love that. I love the phylactery of a, of a fountain. It sounds like well, you've got to put it somewhere that's sort of like innocuous sometimes, haven't yeah. you? So it's like just like always that. on you. I like, oh, I, I like that. That's, that's really changed how I was thinking about this. So that's really yeah. good. Okay, finally, yeah. is a flaw or secret. A secret. In one sentence, describe the this person's flaw. Some element of the character's personality or history that could potentially undermine the character, or a secret mm. they are trying to hide. So that's Ooh, a D twelve. D twelve. Specific phobia on an eight. eight. Hmm. I'm just not going to be quite tricky, I guess, because. Because, of course, as soon as the players find out what that is, they're like, ah, oh, yes, spiders. Mm. Mm. Well, it's like Indiana Jones and his and his snakes that snakes. you just think there's something like about it. Like, he's a like, foolhardy bravery is another one there, but he, that Indiana Jones is, comes across as brave, unnerving, but the minute snakes are involved, it just falls to pieces, and it's that sort of similar. I guess, I guess for me, I would be like, maybe. Uh, again, depending on how your players find this again, having a boundaries check, maybe um, heights, or even claustrophobia, perhaps. Mm. So this person never takes the fantasy lift, or or, or isn't they don't they ha they're they're always on the ground floor. They never go up. Mm. They don't go out onto a balcony like or anything that. like that. You know, it's something something like that. Rather, because I, I usually always go to animal phobias or like um something like that. But I think actually maybe, maybe something being, a, envir being environmental. Like alone, even like you know, always, always oh. wants the story. So can never be alone, like just can't handle not always being. I, I, so then you, ooh, yeah. I don't know, it's another idea. Just, no, no, but like all, it's always at parties, but it's never seen by themselves. So they always have those sort of entourage. Mm. They always have, they're never yeah. on their own for too long, which could yeah. make sense, I guess, with lich stuff as well. Like you can have little minions and stuff like that, mm. bodyguards. So yeah, there you go. So that's so, so we've so we've few of them. I like all of them actually. Being on the ground floor is quite a cool one as well. Like. I guess it's one that is not is not necessarily obvious. That's it, exactly. You know, because then I guess with that, it's like okay, so if they were going to have, say, if we're taking that lich example, this villain, mm. and you're like, okay, where's their lair going to be? It's going to probably be underground somewhere, or it's going to mm. be on the ground floor. It's not going to be a mountain. It's not going to be in a tree or anything like that. So that sort of mm. again shapes the rest of this, this person's world out, and that's mm. from there. You can create, um, they talk about sort of making encounters. So you have this villain now and you can work out, okay, when does your when do your players interact with them? Are they going to interact with them in the middle of this person's scheme or has it already happened? And your players are like, oh, are in, living in the aftermath and they don't realize it. So I think we've, got, we've come together like a very interesting character, which we've, we can e could easily be a person. Because mm. that's the thing, we've built up this person with human stuff and then at the end you went, it could be a lich. 
that's great. We didn't even yeah. consider that at the beginning. I've even just seen the Beholder made me think, which I think that is Xanathar there. I don't, mm. I'm not 100% sure, but a Beholder journalist would be really cool. That would be really cool. And of course, yes, Zan- eyes. and Xanathar is also a really good example of a villain. It's like, mm. is somebody who's at the, you know, the top of their sort of faction, you know, they're, they're doing DTs, but they also happen to be a monster that could kill you easily. And I think, mm. and it's, it's, it's a very obviously iconic the way Xanathar looks as well. So yeah. yeah, so you could take any of these creatures, but I always think you need to start with the human and build up. So having something like yeah. this, this little guide, and or having a celebrity in mind, or having something that you're like, this person encapsulates this emotion or this thing, and then mm. work from there, and then go, and then they're this. I think that's always mm. more interesting as a result. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm. Brilliant. Cool. Well, there is there is a section here under villains that are separate as well. Did yes. we need to do those ones additional? Uh, you're gonna have to remind me which page or which bit it's in. Sorry. Oh, uh, it's just a bit further on down. It has by the actions. It has, it's just to keep your extras. Oh yes, that's right. Sorry. Yes, it's because it's on a different page. It just gives them. I just this is, yes. we can do this off camera, but it says the scheme, the methods, and. Yes. Secret weakness. Yes. So, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll do it very quickly because I'm just aware of time. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So that's sort of, obviously we, you use that sort of method to make the detailed NPCs as mm. well as villains. But I think once you've done that, you then have this villain section and just sort of. Mm. So here it's like a villain scheme essentially. So here it sort of fleshes out their evil schemes, methods, and weaknesses. Which again, if you're if you're struggling yeah. to think, if you don't have something already, then you can always put them out. So at first we've got. Um, First, we've got object, oh, objective, sorry, and scheme. Mm. So, if you roll a d8 and then roll, well, see what you get first. Roll a d8, yeah, and then we'll roll the other one. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. it's very d8. detailed. Eight. Did I? Where did I put my d8? I can't see it. Right. Four. Four. So four is mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah, oh that works. So I like well. it. That works so well. All right, roll a d6 yeah. on top of that. So we're going into the mayhem table here. I like this because they're sort of like they're putting out secrets, trying to create chaos. We had a chaotic thing of creativity. They want to just create this mayhem. God I love it. Two. Enact the, the, the vengeful will of a god or patron. Now, I quite like that. That idea that this person isn't. Maybe they are a lich, but maybe they're not. Maybe it is a lich above them, mm. or or if they're a warlock, maybe it's like a, like you were talking about the like great old one or something like that. And mm. through them, they're having so instantly you could be like, okay, this person is a warlock. This person is uh, a sorcerer mm. of some sort. That would yeah. be quite good. Yeah, and maybe that whole thing about the dancing stuff. Um, you know, they I don't know broke their leg or broke their process from there, and then you know whilst they sort of like were recovering. This little sneaky little voice in there, and it's like you could do so much more. Let me let me show you and give you this power, and then mm. build them up from there. Yeah. I like that. Something to think I like about. That. All right, going on. I can help you uh, ruin those who set you down and yes. all that. Yeah, I love it. No, yeah, good. Cre- creativity does it has to be unleashed. It cannot be contained. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm loving this. This is good. All right, going They're on. Great. Going on to villain the villain's method. So roll the b twenty. Mm-hmm. Because this table is huge, really big. Okay, let's go. D20. I love it. Oh, two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice early one. Okay, so their method is assault or beatings. Now, obviously, this is just uh, you know just the phrasing of it, so it could be physical. Mm. I like the idea that it's verbal. Yeah. It's just a proper dressing down in all these articles, yes. you know. That's it, yeah, verbal, yeah, just like, yeah, exactly, just through horrifically written, just tirades at people. It's just yeah. ripping them apart. 
over yeah. and over again. Absolutely. And yeah. of course, it's almost like I. Oh, what's it called now? Uh, I, I appreciate you might not have seen Bridgerton, but there's a there's a. I have. Oh, you have. Wait, so you've not seen Princess Bride, but you have seen Bridgerton. What is life? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then obviously in Bridgerton they have um, the, the Gotham columnist there who who does that yes. sort of eloquent dressing down of various people mm. that aren't included in that season's yes. marrying off and stuff like that. So that's why mm. I like it could be easily like that. Mm. And again, as a DM, again, if you have time to prep these things, I like the idea that after your party's come back from adventure, you're writing little reports from here mm. and say, and it's, it's obviously reported completely incorrectly. It's always mm. the bad bits that are emphasised yes. in this way. Because you can imagine the DM making notes anyway, and then just writing it. From I've got way. a, I've got a, I've got an idea for that tattoo now. Go it's on. a tattoo which rereads instead. It goes sticks and stones. Or something like it may break your bones, but my words will always hurt you. Oh. <laughs> sort of thing. Or something like that. This is on their back and that or something like that. There's just like their little like I you know, it. just their little nod to it. I think that's really like that. cool. I think that's really, yeah. really cool. All right. Yeah. Then Sorry. final section. And uh, frankly, mm-hmm. this is a short section. Uh, uh, villain uh, the villain's secret weakness. So finding exploring okay. exploiting and villain's weakness can be very gratifying for the players, although a smart villain will try to conceal this weakness. So oh, it gives an example of a lich. That's quite funny. Um, it does, actually. And also it gives you, for example, it has a flat stream for its soul that it keeps well hidden. Well, okay. Let's roll. I didn't. I actually didn't read this before. No, me neither. That's fine. But let's roll it. Let's roll D eight and see what what we can get. From I that. thought I had a really cool idea. But there's the thing. What's, what's one example, right? Two. Two. The villain's power is broken if the oh. If the death, if the death of its true love is avenged, I'm going to say that's that's as as DM uh, was a DM right. We'll go for the yeah. hidden object that holds the villain's soul. Let's go for the yeah, exactly. And it is the final entry. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez. There you go. So there you go. But, but could I? Tr- I got one idea for the broken if the death of its true lover's avenged. Go for it. Right. Mm-hmm. The death of ballet. <laughs> there was a death of all. Someone killed this. Oh, no, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is, is the silly idea, right? Yes. It always There was a critique mm-hmm. who came along, mm-hmm. saw one of their plays. Mm-hmm. And gave it a hounding in the press, mm. an absolute hounding. Said this this dancer was terrible, mm. the, and they they played in it, they directed it, they wrote it. They were everyone mm. in this in this show, mm. and they okay. This is gonna, so this maybe get a little bit dark, but then say so like someone so then that killed off dramatic the like ballet theater in this city that they're from. That was it. They, they thought they could revive it, and it had been dead for years with their new grand space opera and and after this critics review they try to they break their own legs by jumping off something like they're not trying to kill themselves they just can't stand themselves because of it so they sort of jump off a building or something like that but like not high enough to kill them but or do something like put them in a vice or like they Mm. or they stick they some own body modification kind of what i'm getting at to do that so that they could never dance because if no one can appreciate my dance no one will ever be able to appreciate my dance yeah yeah there you go you see again a little tragic backstory Perfect. And then they get the call from the the old, the ancient yeah, one, the ancient whoever, one the chaotic it. power who wants it to destroy the world, and we, that's where it is. And of course, I, I know we said like, oh, like an old, uh, like an old one, like that, but actually, obviously, the the fae could also be an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Stuff. I'm only using that because I don't actually know what the ancient one is. I just thought, oh, I just think something. It's with, Cthulhu alien esque. Sort of oh right, okay. But, but again, all of these are great options. Yeah. And look, so here you go. There's us just creating very quick. Like way of yeah. creating a book instantly. What a cool, what a cool thing! And it's is technically human. Oh, sorry, 
it's mortal is what i meant yes. to say i think that's the whole point of getting through this is that i it's love not the idea all... now sorry that the yeah. party basically just have to put on a performance of a ballet that then which is amazing and then gets get grave that. reviews and they'll give up on their evil well they'll never get that but unfortunately hamilton it's time sorry. to end no 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 I, i'm just aware of time because i've got to get back to work um, yes you've got to go to work i gotta go okay. back to work but uh, hamilton is there anything you'd like to quickly plug anything <sighs> Uh, no, don't worry about it. No, no, no. Uh, yes, uh, Dragon's Door season three mm-hmm. will be starting very soon, yeah. and I can confirm that it's on December the fourth, <gasps> which is a Saturday. Will be our first of our character creation episodes. That's awesome! Oh, I'm so excited. Which will be a usual game show, mm-hmm. but not so usual with all the crazy multiversal ideas that we've got. That's exciting. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm. Um, and just to quickly end up, I, what about yourself? What am I? What about me? Uh, well, when I'm not in the forest of the Cholt, uh at work, <laughs> I um, I run the What Am I Rolling twice monthly RPG one shot podcast. So it's always going very, very, very well. Um, I'm also doing lots of improv stuff just now, which I'm sure I need mm. to. I'll, this is at this point, Fiona, you put it in the comments <laughs> mm. or put it else elsewhere. Um, we've also have an offer code for DM, uh, DM's Book Club at Third Space Gaming in Burnley. So you just type the offer code EMBC into checkout and get 10% off your first order. And uh, yeah, hey, you know what? It's the festive season. You know, if you're getting gifts from people, maybe maybe time to use that offer code. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Brilliant. Well, okay. And guess until next time, folks. Next time. Next time. We'll see you on the flip side. See you on the flip side. (laughs) Bye.